Well, good morning, everyone. My name is John. I'm the lead pastor, and I'm so glad you're able to join us today, uh, however or whenever it is that you're uh, joining or watching uh, today. Uh, so a couple years ago, uh, we were in a community group. Uh, community groups are these gatherings that we do at church. Uh, we used to, before COVID, we would meet in houses or restaurants or bars. Uh, now, for the most part, they're all on Zoom. Uh, we hope someday soon they can start meeting in backyards and back in houses and restaurants and all that stuff again. Uh, but it's groups of people that come together and they're, you know, looking to connect on a friendship basis and, you know, and pray together and eat together and learn together. And it's a it's a church thing. And uh, what I find is that usually when people come together for church things, they're usually on their best behavior. I mean, you can be you know, screaming your lungs out on the way to a church thing, but when you get out, there's this kind of, you, you put a smile on and you act like everything's, you know, going pretty good. And, you know, most people don't like yell at their kids in the middle of church things, you know. Most people aren't, you know, like uh, showing up drunk to church things. Most people uh, aren't, you know, cursing people out at church things. Most people are, you know, kind of falling in line and doing the, the church thing. Uh, so we had uh, these two members that were a part of our community group, and they saw each other uh, out in the wild. So they, you know, they weren't at community group. They just were both out, and they were at the mall, and they weren't together at the mall. They just both happened to be at the mall, and they were in the parking lot. And one of them was walking through the parking lot, uh, walking to or from their car, I'm not sure. Uh, and the other one was driving in their car. And they saw, like, hey, there's... There's my church friend, and you know, so she gave him a little, like, a little uh, beep beep, you know, a little honk, like, hey, you know, how, how, how are you doing, uh, type thing. And, but the other person walking didn't know that it was a church person behind them. Uh, they just thought, like, here's this car that's like getting fairly close to me and is beeping at me. I mean, who, who the heck does this person think they are? And so the one uh, community group member turned around and angrily showed her, showed her fingers to the other person in the car uh, and said, I'm sure, a few other fun, uh, interesting things. And then all of a sudden she noticed that, oh, that's my community group member, you know, that that's my church friend. And that's, you know, giving each other the bird wasn't the normal way that we would say hello to each other in community groups. So this was a little bit different. And they, they, they laughed and it was a, a funny story that we shared, but it brings up an interesting question. Yeah, who are you when you're not at church? Uh, if I was, you know, to bump into you in the, the parking lot of the mall, uh, if I was to show up one day at your office, uh, if I was to show up, you know, with your college group of friends you hang out with, you know, if I was to hang out, you know, with a, the, the group that you, you run with or the, the folks at the gym or, you know, who you get together and do your book club with, you know, if, if I was to get together with some of your neighbors, if I were to show up uh, at dinner at your house one night, who would I find? You know, what would I find, you know, the same sort of personality, the same kind of behavior, you know, the same kind of ways in which you act at church or would I find something different. Uh, there's a famous quote by a guy named uh, Ralph Waldo Emerson, uh, and he says that uh, what, your, the, what your actions are speaking so loud that I can't hear a word you're saying. Uh, it's his way of saying, you know, actions speak louder than words. Uh, that it's one thing to like say that you, you know, believe something, that you do something, or that you value something, but the real, you know, proof in the pudding is how you actually act. You know, do you actually live this stuff out on a regular basis? 
And this is a big deal for us uh, as a church because uh, as, as a church, we say a lot of things. I mean, we say that we love the city of Albany. Uh, we say that we serve the city of Albany. Uh, we say that we are a church for everybody. Uh, that, you know, no matter who you are, you know, no matter what your background is, you know, we're going to accept you and include you into our community. Uh, we say that we are a church that believes in the power of prayer. Uh, we say that we are a church that is trying to be generous beyond all reason. And we say that we are a church that, you know, is not about a building, not about an organization, but it's about a group of people that are actually living these things out. Which begs the question, are we? You know, are, are these things that we just talk about? Are these things that, you know, we just say on a stage? Are these things that we just like put on our website? Or are these things that we're actually living out in our day-to-day -day life? And here's what I know about you. Here's what uh, I definitely know about me. Is that like, I, I want to be a person of integrity. I want to be a person of character. I want the person that you guys see on stage, the, you know, the things that I preach about, the things that I say, uh, I don't want them just to be you know, things I'm talking about. I, I want them to be the way in which I actually live my life. I want to be consistent. And, and the worst thing that you could ever tell me, and maybe the worst thing that someone could ever tell you, is that, hey, you know, John, you're, you're kind of a hypocrite. Even though it would be true, I mean, there's times where, I mean, I say, like, my kids and my wife are the most, like, important things in my life. I want to, like, you know, just let them know how much I love them. But if you were to zoom in on, you know, some random Tuesday night in my life, uh, you might think that, you know, the YouTube video I'm watching while I'm ignoring my kids is actually more important. And my actions don't line up with what I, I say I want to be. Uh, or I say, like, I, I want to I read the Bible, you know, I want to make time to, you know, really spend time, you know, learning about God. But if you were to zoom in on some nights in my life, you would think that watching multiple episodes of Brooklyn Nine-Nine is actually more important. And, and my actions would speak louder than my words. And maybe the same is true for you. Uh, we're in a series right now uh, where we're encouraging everybody to be a part of what we're calling a one-on-one -on -one relationship. Uh, and these are relationships where you know, I mean, you're just going deep with another person. You know, this is more than just like we're friends. This is more than just we're buddies. This is more than just we see each other at community group. That We don't just see each other at church. This is like we are involved in each other's lives. Like, we, we know each other's families. We know what's going on at work. You know, we, we, we know who we are at all levels of our life. And one of the things that might happen is if you start to get to know people in a deeper way is you might start to see some inconsistencies. That there's some things that they're saying that they want to be that maybe they're not actually living out. Uh, and the question is, is when we see those things, will we have the courage to talk, to maybe confront to say like, hey, how can we help each other to actually do the things that we're saying that we want to be? Uh, to look at that, we're going to look at a story today uh, from the book of Galatians. Uh, this is a story about two kind of 
really big people in the Bible. Uh, their names are Peter and Paul, uh, so you've probably heard of them before. Uh, in the Bible, there's a book called the Book of Acts, which tells the story of the early church and how the early church is kind of literally blew up on the known world after Jesus' resurrection. And you could almost divide up the book of Acts into two sections where uh, the whole first half is really like Peter is the superstar. Uh, he's the one who's leading the church in Jerusalem. Some people say he became the first pope. I mean, he's just a big, big deal. And then in the second half is Paul. And Paul, uh, evangelist, uh, entrepreneur, uh, a writer, speaker, uh, and took the the gospel of Jesus throughout the rest of the known, known world. And just these big, you know, huge influential people uh, for God. And they both had a common belief in most things about Jesus. And in particular, uh, there was two things that were kind of be the background for what we're going to look at today, that they believed about Jesus that were new and revolutionary and challenging ideas uh, back then and still today. Uh, the first was that they believed that in Jesus, there was now no longer racial segregation. Uh, that for most of human history, that's still now, uh, who you were as far as your race or your gender or your socioeconomic status mattered for, you know, kind of where you could get into, you know, and how other people thought of you. Uh, and especially in the, in the Jewish world, uh, there was lots of different rules and regulations and, and laws and the whole kind of mentality of a Jewish person then was that we need to follow all these rules and we need to follow all these laws. And if we do, then, then that will make us distinctive from other people because we're following these rules and other people aren't. And the reason why we're following these things is because we want to become clean. Uh, we want to be, you know, do the things that God has called us to do. And so if we are clean, then we will be in good standing and everyone else is unclean and every other racial group, uh, you know, kind of broadly called the, the Gentiles, were often always considered unclean. And so for most of Paul and uh, uh, Peter's life growing up before Jesus, they would have had this idea that we really don't spend time with people that are unclean. Uh, we don't eat with people that are unclean. We don't uh, go to their houses. Uh, we might not even like walk through their countries. You know, we just, we are set apart and we are distinctive. And now they believe that in Jesus, that was washed away. That wasn't there. Uh, the other thing that they would have believed is that you no longer have to earn your way to God. Uh, that for in the Jewish religion and in most other religions, the idea is that okay, God will like you and God will bless you and God will love you if you do the things that you're supposed to do. If you've kind of earned a seat at the table. And the way you do that is by doing all the right things. And if you do all the right things, then God will, will love you and God will bless you. And they believe that now in Jesus, both of those things were made brand new. That now in Jesus, there was you know now no more racial segregation and you no longer had to earn your way to God. And those are things that both Paul and Peter would have absolutely believed. Uh, those are things that they, that they would have preached. Those are things that they would have held with very big conviction that this is the way in which we are supposed to live. But what we're going to see in Galatians 2 is that even though they believed that that's what they were supposed to live, uh, at least Peter was changing his tune. Uh, here's what it says. It says, when Cephas, which is a Another name for Peter, it's a Greek name for Peter, came to Antioch, 
I opposed him to his face because he stood condemned. He was guilty. For before certain men came from James, he used to eat with Gentiles. Uh, so Paul's saying, hey, here, here's the deal. Like, you used to be eating with Gentiles. Uh, you used to be living out this value that all races are the same. There's no more racial segregation and that like you don't have to just eat with Jewish people anymore or just eat you know, people that are kosher and clean, but you can now eat with whoever you want. And for a while, Peter was embracing that. But then he changed. Uh, here's what it says. It says, but when they arrived, he began to draw back and separate himself from the Gentiles because he was afraid of those who belonged to the circumcision group. Uh, so Peter was living out this value. He believed in this value. But then they came and he changed his ways. And I think all of us have a they in our life. Uh, we have these things that we believe, but then when, when they come around, it makes it tough for us to actually live it out. And so uh, maybe you like believe in the idea that like you're not supposed to gossip. And like, I mean, you're, you're on board. You're like, yeah, yeah, gossiping has never done anything good for me. It tears other people down. You know, I'm trying to make myself feel better by putting other people, you know, like that, that. The whole thing is not good, and it's not something that I want to do in my life. And I and I have decided I, I want to I want to put my gossiping ways behind me. And then they come around, the, those coworkers that you meet with in the break room, uh, those family members that you like to get together and talk about. You know the other family members that aren't there. You know, and, and they're all gossiping and they're all talking. You know, and there's so much energy around it. And like you believe that you're not supposed to be a part of it anymore, but like it just. It's easy to like get involved and, and join in, uh, or maybe like you've decided, yeah, I, I'm in for this idea of like simple living. Like I, I want to be like content with what I already have, uh, or maybe even less than I already have. You know, I want to be content with a modest house and modest cars. You know, and I don't want to live my life in debt. You know, I want to have financial margin. I want to be able to be generous and give people away. You know, I've taken Financial Peace University. You know, I, I'm, I am in. Like that's that's how I want to live my life. I, I, I believe it. And then they come around. You know, and they are talking about, you know, their vacations, you know, and their, you know, new kitchen remodel. And uh, they're talking about, you know, the new clothes they have. And all of a sudden, it makes you want to go back on, on, on your values and what you believe. And it makes you want to live in a way that is not what you really are. Uh, and here's why this is such a big deal. Uh, there's three things that I want us to get out of this story as we uh, finish looking at this story today. The first thing is that your, your character, uh, your integrity, you actually living out the values that you want to actually live by isn't just about you, but it's about others. That there's others that are watching you. And who you are and how you're living this out will affect not just your life, but will affect others. Uh, here's what Paul told Peter. He said, here, here's kind of one of the biggest problems, is that the other Jews joined him, Peter, in his hypocrisy. 
so that by their hypocrisy, even Barnabas was led astray. Uh, it wasn't just like that you were now not eating with uh, the Gentiles anymore and you were starting to really act like a racist. It's that other people joined you and, and, and followed you. Uh, there's that old uh, drug commercial that some of you might remember where the uh, kid sitting in his room and the dad comes in and he's holding the joint marijuana or something and he you know, goes to the son and says, like, where'd you find this? Who taught you how to do this? And the son replies back, you, I learned it from watching you. And, and the truth is, it's like we all have people that are, that are watching us whether we know it or not. I mean, for some people, uh, the only Christian that they might know in your workplace might be you. You know, the only Christian that some people on your block might know is you. And so they're, they're watching to try to figure out, you know, what is, what's a Christian like? What, what does a Christian do? Uh, and of course, one reaction is that sometimes people will see Christians in the way they live and they make the determination that, oh, all Christians are just a bunch of hypocrites. And then the reason why they don't want to become a part of a church or the reason why they have no interest in ever uh, examining Jesus is because they saw a Christian and they, they said one thing and they lived a different way and they just, they just, it made them not interested. But another possibility is that maybe some of your friends or neighbors or your family, maybe they will become Christians. Maybe they will start to follow Jesus in some ways of their life, but they will continue to use you as an example. And maybe they will start to copy your hypocrisy and the way in which you live out your faith with its good parts and its bad parts, uh, with your hypocrisy and with your maybe lack of integrity. I mean, what if your kids live that same kind of faith out? What if your neighbors did? Uh, what if your small group leaders did? Uh, what if they were copying the way in which you lived your life? And that's a, again, just a big deal for us as a church. I mean, I think that, well, we don't want to just like talk about these big ideas of following Jesus. We want to actually live them out because we want other folks to live them out with us too because they really are the best way to live. Uh, second thing is who's going to, bring this up in your life. Because I mean, if we're honest, all of us have some inconsistencies. All of us can sometimes be a little hypocritical in our lives. And so are we going to have someone, are we gonna be in one of these kind of relationships where someone has enough love and trust and access to be able to say, hey, I see something in your life. Uh, here's how it came to Peter. Uh, it said, when I saw that they were not acting in line with the truth of the gospel, I said to Cephas in front of them all, I called him out. And we all need someone every once in a while. When they see us not living in line with how we're supposed to be living, has the courage to love us and to call us out to, to live a different way. Uh, one uh, example of this in my life, uh, at a Previous church I was working at, uh, one of my jobs was to help design sermon series. And so uh, I had designed this new uh, sermon series, three, four-week series. Uh, and the name of it, we we're going to call it 30 Minutes to Change Your Life. Uh, and the idea of the series was that we believed that if you were to spend 30 minutes every day praying and reading your Bible, that would be powerful and that would help to change your life. And so I kind of presented what we wanted to do for the series and, you know, some, you know, graphics and, you know, all the different, you know, kind of creative elements around it. And, you know, this is what I thought would be this really powerful series that we were going to do as a church. And I, and I believed it and I believed that that would be a really great thing. 
And then after the meeting, uh, I was together with uh, another guy who was in the meeting, and we were in a one-on-one relationship, and we were uh, going swimming on a weekly basis, and as we were going swimming, and before and after, we would talk and share and do this one-on-one thing. And he said, I, I got to ask you, like, I love that idea of like 30 minutes to change your life, but I, are you doing that? Like, are you, John, regularly spending 30 minutes praying and reading your Bible? And I'd say, like, no. <laughs> I mean, there's sometimes where I, I don't spend any time with God at all during the day. And there's other times where, like, I'm praying and reading the Bible, but it's, it's, it's definitely less than 30 minutes. He said, hey, maybe before you start presenting this to other people, maybe you need to start actually trying to live this out yourself. And, and those kind of conversations hurt. Uh, they're painful for someone to call you out like that. But I needed that, and you need that. Someone who has the guts to call us out, to, to, to not just say these things, but to live in line with how God has called us to live. Uh, and then the last thing is Paul's goal in this uh, for, for us and for Peter uh, was he didn't want to like humiliate Peter. You know, he didn't want to make Peter just look bad. He wanted Peter to actually change. Uh, he wanted Peter to not become a racist. Uh, he wanted Peter to not uh, live this idea that like, you needed to do a lot more to earn God's, God's favor. He wanted him to actually live in the way of Jesus. He wanted Peter to not just talk about these things. He wanted him to actually be changed. And it's important how Paul told him that it tells all of us that we need to change our lives. That the way in which we become a more person of character and integrity is not just trying to like live these things out. And I'm going to talk, okay, fine, I'm going to try to be a more generous person. You know, fine, I'm going to try not to gossip. Fine, I'm going to try not to, you know, lose my temper in the middle of the parking lot with my small group members. Uh, I'm going to try to actually live these things out. Uh, that's not the goal. The goal is that Paul and Jesus want us to actually change. He doesn't want us just to try to become a more generous person. He wants us to actually be generous people, like from the inside out. Not just try not to lose our temper, but just to be someone that is just filled with calm and patience and peace and love. Uh, And Paul would say that that's possible. Here's how Paul ends uh, Galatians chapter 2. He said, here's my story. Uh, I have been crucified with Christ. And I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. He said, I, I, I've decided that I'm going to live my life for Jesus. And I, and I have invited Jesus into my life and to change me from the inside out so that this life that I'm living now is, is authentic and has integrity and has character because it's not just me trying to live it, but it's literally Jesus living through me. Uh, and that's what we celebrate when we celebrate communion each week is that that's what God wants to do for every single one of us. Uh, so let's remember this God who wants to change you from the inside out. Let's remember that as we take the bread today. take the juice. Let's pray. Uh, Jesus, we love you. Help us to have people in our lives that can encourage us, call us out, 
because we don't want to be hypocrites. Uh, we, we don't want to be people who just talk about this stuff. We want it to actually change who we are. And that'll happen as we understand your love for us and as you are living through us. Take control of my life. Take control of all of our lives. In your name we pray. Amen. We love you guys. I uh, encourage you to get involved in a one-on-one relationship if you're not already. Uh, maybe it's someone that you're already friends with and you need to have a conversation this week and say, hey, do you want to bring our relationship to the next level? We're not just getting together and hanging out, but we're intentionally trying to help each other grow. Uh, or maybe if you're not sure who you could be in a one-on-one, uh, let us know. We'd be happy to help to pair you. Uh, we love you. We'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us for church today. We are so glad that you came. We hope you found it helpful to join in on the chat, uh, focus on God, and spend time learning together. We believe that church is not just a building, and it's certainly not just a Sunday thing. We want to become more like Jesus every day. And there are a couple things that we can do to help us grow in that journey with Jesus. One being our next steps email. If you are already on our email list, you'll be receiving that shortly. If not, um, it will be posted on the Facebook page in just a little bit. This email has steps um, for questions to ask yourself and others, as well as prayers to pray throughout the week and activities. Um, it's a great tool to continue that journey of what we've already been talking about this week. Another thing that you can do, our leaders would love to know how we can help you take whatever next step you're ready for. Um, you can fill out the connect card, which is at the top of the screen at any time and let us know any questions, prayer requests, anything we can help you with. We would love to um, come alongside you in that. Um, also, like I said, church is not just a building. It's a community of people and we want to be here for each other. So if anything come up, comes up in your week, please let us know. Do not hesitate to connect with us. We would love to hear from you, pray with you and help in whatever way we can. So we hope to see you next week. Join us at 1030 for our service. Um, if you want to get on a little bit earlier at 1010, we'll have a chat going with some fun questions to get to know each other. And we hope to see you there. Have a great week.